I'm Dave. And I'm Nancy. And this is Middle-Aged Wisdom. Where we talk about mistakes we've made. Lessons we've learned. And sharing things we think are super cool. So you can get closer to living your best life. Welcome to episode 16 of the podcast, Middle Age Wisdom. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about motivation. Reason is, is that all of us around the whole world, we're all going through something right now with the COVID stuff. Um, so whether it's a shutdown, whether it's waiting to shut down, waiting and see, maybe in limbo. So we know that a lot of us are just lacking the motivation that we need right now. We thought we'd talk about what we are doing now to stay motivated, to stay healthy um, during these trying times. We thought that maybe some of it will be helpful for all of you. So let, let's get into it. We're going to talk about five different things, categories of things, where we're trying to help ourselves stay motivated, keep, keep a good energy level, and all that. So first one is our morning routine. Morning routine, I feel like, is talked about so often, yet I don't know about any of you out there, but we struggle with the morning routine. We try so hard mm. to do a morning routine. Mm -hmm. So what we do um, typically is we try to wake up early. So one of the things, I, typically when I work, I usually start at 7. And so 7 means that I'm up at 5, 5.15 or so. But we have been gifted this magical moment right now. And it's not the election. God, no. <laughs> it's daylight savings time. And in the fall, it is magical. It is magical. In the spring, eh. Right. But right now, we have been gifted an extra hour. So <laughs> the first day, Dave and I were up at four. And I was like, no. Why? <laughs> Who did this to us? <laughs> So, I was like, oh, wait, it's not actually four. It's not actually four. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> so we we're up. I mean, we had coffee. We did get a lot of stuff done. But we are trying to use this to our advantage right now in order to start that wake-up routine earlier. Um, so 5 o'clock is typical wake-up time. Um, my thing is consistency. Whenever I'm doing a morning routine, I have to be consistent, meaning I have to. If I'm going to work out, I have to do it every day or else I, I just will talk myself out of it in some way, shape, or form. So for me, I get up, I went to work out this morning, and then the day starts. You kind of have this instant energy about you when you do something in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you have days when you don't do it, it's easy to, to have the day where you're supposed to do it and be like, well, I didn't do it yesterday. It'd probably be okay if I don't do it today. Uh, so another aspect of morning routine, and this is something we came across. I actually came across this at a conference I went to several years ago. There was a keynote speaker by the name of Mel Robbins. We've talked about her in a different podcast as well. Yeah, and she's a pretty well-known podcaster and author. And she has this motivation technique she calls the five-second rule. And I'm going to read you a little blurb about it from Mel Robbins' website to describe what the five-second rule is. Okay, so here it goes. The five second rule is simple. If you have an instinct to act on a goal, you must physically move within five seconds or your brain will kill it. The moment you feel an instinct or a desire to act on a goal or a commitment, use the rule. 
when you feel yourself hesitate before doing something that you know you should do, count five, four, three, two, one, go and move towards action. So like getting out of bed at five. Yeah, and actually giving yourself a countdown and triggering your brain to actually move because you get this window of time from once the thought to do something enters your brain before maybe you sort of give it up. Yeah. Right. I have a friend that actually gets up at four, I think four, four thirty. And this was before the daylight savings time. <laughs> so I don't know how she does it, but and I know probably a lot of you out there probably do that and that's cool. Maybe I'll get there someday. Maybe she goes to bed at eight or nine and she does. Yeah. You'd have to. You'd have to. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh and that's really aspirational and that's great. And I think the point is that so many things that are really productive with your day are easier to do right when you get up than mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's just, for most of us, that's a fact. But certain people have chronobiology, a small slice of the, this population. So if you're one of those night owls, you know, be a night owl. That's fine. Uh, but most of us aren't. So Second thing is to move. And so we kind of led up to this in number one with the morning routine, but move. And I think that as we've gotten older, one thing I've noticed is I'm more concentrated on moving my body for health reasons and to stay active and for cardiovascular reasons more so than I used to be. So before I used to be all about the length of of run that I would do. So Dave and I have both done half marathons. Dave's in a marathon. Just one. <laughs> so don't get too impressed. <laughs> but we've used to be long distance runners. Yeah. And so now it's more about the enjoyment of it because mm-hmm. it does, it clears my head. It stimulates endorphins. So you have that feel good energy after you're done. And it really, really makes me just feel better internally, which makes me way more motivated to get my day done and to really tackle it at my best. Yeah, and I I used to get really concerned about setting new personal records and things like that. And hey, if that's your thing, and you're you're a little bit you know on the older on the uh, sort of older side of your physical prime, but it's still your thing. That's okay. There's no, nothing wrong with that. But I guess you know, like Nance was saying, for me likewise, I I get less concerned about setting new personal records on how fast I can run a 10k or my marathon time. I used to play a lot of competitive basketball and. I'm kind of past the age where I care so much about, you know, trying to be a world beater with that. And it's more important about just getting out and moving. And I, you know, this whole work from home experience for me, I might go a day or two where I haven't actually left the house and boy, the sun will be shining outside and and I'll get myself to go out for a, a lunchtime walk, even for a half an hour. And I come back and, oh my gosh, I am just so much more productive for the rest of the afternoon than if I hadn't taken that half hour to go and do that. Right. Same thing for for me is getting moving in the morning. As soon as I get out of bed, if I start moving, you might even notice that when you go to work really early that you might feel a little sluggish at first, but then you start moving and you start talking to people. And um, oftentimes I've talked about coffee in the past that we do a lot of decaf lately and I don't even need the coffee. Wait, did you give me decaf this morning? I do like most of the time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is hilarious. You're doing this to me. One time Dave <laughs> made the coffee in the morning and he put in regular and instantly like my heart was pounding and my hands were shaking. I'm like, did you just poison me with caffeine? And poison. he's like, full dose caffeine. I gifted you <laughs> caffeine. 
<laughs> his gifts are a little different than my gifts. Yeah, she was like a rocket getting ready to launch out into orbit. <laughs> I was like, I need to get rid of this. I need to go do something. <laughs> she started purging things around the house. I was like, wait, what have I done? <laughs> no, wait, I want to keep that thing. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Okay, number, number three. What's number three? Number three is we are energy junkies. And what I mean by that is... We are obsessed with feeling our best. So that means from the inside out. So what we do on the inside comes out on the outside. Um, I will not eat something knowing I'm going to feel terrible after I eat it just because of I don't want to have that lull or I don't want to feel like sitting on the couch. Like that's just me. Mm -hmm. I love having energy. Yeah. And Nance is really good about this most of the time. But Nance, did you have a did you have a cheat day? Um, a few days ago, was it, uh, with the cake? Oh, I was thinking the pizza. Um, <laughs> yeah, pizza and cake. <laughs> <laughs> I made cake for someone that was having a birthday in the office and I did have a piece of cake. And that's and, okay. You can have cake every now and then people. It's okay. And I had a half a piece of pizza, which I know for me, I don't do well with dairy and there was butter in the icing of the cake and there was cheese on the pizza and it does things to my body. I'm not going to talk about it because <laughs> it's not good. But anyways, it has a really negative effect. So that was enough for me because I did it one day and I felt awful. And then the next day, of course, I went back to regular and, you know, my regular routine of what I eat. And um, <laughs> and it was all good. But sometimes these things, when you're really in tune with your body, um, you'll you'll realize how it's making you feel and you won't want to do it. So Nance, you have a few uh, different products and things you really uh, believe in and use and make you feel your best. So right. what are some of those? We love Daily Harvest. And Daily Harvest is plant-based, paleo-friendly. Um, you can do it without dairy if you want to. Um, there's lots of options but and what, what, what it's is it? smoothies and mm -hmm. lunch items and they have some snacks as well. Mm -hmm. um, but we often get the smoothies and I love their, they have a broccoli and um, dairy-free cheese that I really like. They have veggies, um, plant-based, um, their smoothies, they eat all different flavors. Uh, and what comes in the smoothies is basically everything but the liquid that you add, right? Right. And so you can add oat milk or almond milk or coconut water, or whatever you like to have as your base. Mm -hmm. And then you just mix them together. And they're really fast and easy in the morning when you're in a pinch. Of course, you can make your own smoothies. Oh, the recipe that one of our friends posted on Facebook, um, a greens recipe that we've been doing quite a bit last week. I didn't really do it um, over the weekend at all. But last week, we did a lot of this. Kale, spinach, anything green. I think we had celery, green apple, um, with everything green that we had in our refrigerator. And then we added the secret ingredient was lemon nusa, the yogurt. Hmm. And it just gives it a little bit of a tartness. And then um, we added coconut water and then we blended that together. And that was a really, really good green smoothie. She says we, but she says, she says, it's really her. Because, like, I make I'll it be, for Dave. So I'll be sitting there doing something and Nance will bring me over this, this glass with some sort of green concoction in it. And I get this moment of like looking at her and looking at the glass and thinking, do I, do I want to drink that? I don't know, but I'm sure I can trust that it's something healthy, but then I'm like, you get that little kid instinct of like, Ooh, is it going to taste good? I don't know. But <laughs> typically they really do. And, and, uh, they make me feel a little better. It makes me make sure I get my greens. Aside from food, the other thing I'm obsessed with is my functional medicine doctor. 
not obsessed with him, obsessed with the process. What that means is Western medicine and Eastern medicine is quite different. So Western medicine approach is very much so um, we'll give you a drug to cover up whatever is ailing you. So if you have high blood pressure, they'll give you a high blood pressure pill. They're not really looking at what's causing it or why it's happening to you. So functional medicine and naturopathic medicine are both involved with looking at why it's happening. And as I've said before, I am a big why person. I need to know what's going on, why it's happening, and then I want to fix it from the inside out so it doesn't happen again. So I'm very much into that. They will do blood work that will do, oh my gosh, cortisol testing and thyroid and hormone and um, C-reactive protein, which is really big in inflammatory process and interleukin-6, which is really big in inflammatory process. All of these things that make you feel crummy, but you need to figure out what it is wrong and, and if those are different in order to fix it. So I had a very extensive amount of blood work done when I first started seeing them, and I ended up with a lot of supplements. So I, as I've said before, we've talked about miscarriages in the past, and I do have a clotting disorder. And so instead of giving me aspirin every day or anti-clotting drugs every day, um, I have found a routine of vitamins and minerals and supplements that have gotten my blood work looking pristine, like all in the green. When it comes back, it is all within normal limits. And I often say if I if I wanted to now, I'm too old at this point in my mid 40s, but if I wanted to get pregnant now, I would I feel confident in saying that I would be able to with no trouble because my body is working how it's supposed to, how it probably was supposed to all along. Yeah, and I can say it's definitely made Nance a lot more even keeled person than not that you were all over the place. Mm, uh, wow. <laughs> when we were younger, but um, I think your disposition has definitely gotten e more even. You're just a more balanced human in general right. than maybe you used to be. More energy to do all the things that I want to do. And mm -hmm. so in that, when we're talking about motivation, you have to fix the inside so you can be motivated to stay with it on the outside. Okay, so that was our first three. That was morning routine, move, uh, be an energy junkie. Number four, to be to to find your motivation is to remember that you are needed. People need you. For me, going to work, I am not always yay work. This is going to be an amazing <laughs> day, right? Woo! Wake up like yeah. And dentistry is really tough because. As a lot of you probably feel the same way, when you go in to see the dentist, it's not your favorite place to be. No one ever comes in and says, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here today. They're usually nervous or anxious. They are not feeling like they want to be there. There's a million other places they'd rather be. So we have to then in turn be the people to motivate them, right? To, to be there and we're going to get your work done and we're going to make you feel less anxious. I don't think I told you this, but I was in a leadership training last week that, and this part I didn't tell you, Nance, was mm -hmm. that uh, the instructor, when talking about something awful or like dealing with a difficult person or dealing with something terrible, the analogy she always used was, well, it's not like you're having to go for dental surgery or something. Always. <laughs> we, everyone always, I mean, TV shows, movies, they're looking for a villain. It's going to be a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm not always the person that is, yay, let's go to work and get this done. Yeah. But I have to be. And 
because all these other things that we've talked about before, they allow me to have the highest amount of energy that I possibly can to feel the most motivation that I can to go do something that is oftentimes difficult. So then my patients, I think would agree that they never feel that about me because I do, I turn it on and I'm there and I show up because I know that they need me. Yeah, you make it about other people and not about yourself. Exactly. Uh, similarly, in the line of work that I'm in, I work for a government agency and we work on uh, stream restoration and flood control. So a, a big part of my job is to be a good steward of taxpayer dollars to go and solve the problems that we're, why we exist as an agency to go and solve. So I feel a, a huge sense of obligation each and every day to make sure taxpayer dollars are getting spent wisely, that construction is still happening where it needs to happen. And we're a big producer of jobs in the design and construction industry. And I get a lot of fulfillment out of that. And even in COVID, these are things that still need to get done. And so regardless of how I might feel on a given day, I feel a great sense of purpose with that. I know there's a lot of, it's a great cliche to talk about I don't know, government workers being lazy or whatever, but everybody I work around has a great sense of purpose in what we do greater than ourselves. And that's a great source of motivation. Agreed. I think that everybody would appreciate hearing that as well. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, that's our top four. What's number five? The last one and maybe the most important is sleep. I am obsessed with sleep obsessed <laughs> <laughs> and not really uh, obsessed about sleep and how much I'm getting, but efficient quality sleep. Mm -hmm. We talk about it a ton at our dental office and we screen our patients for it and everything. And a lot of dentists do, which I think is wonderful. But part of it is that if you don't get the quality of sleep that you need, then everything else is so much harder. You're crankier, you don't have the energy, you don't have the motivation. And even if you do all those other things that we talked about, you still may feel really, really crummy. And, and a thing that for both Nance and I is something that has happened to both of us as we've gotten older and into middle age and our mid forties is it isn't as easy for us to get a good quality night's sleep as it may have been when we were in our 20s and 30s. Neither of us have ever been a snorer. Neither of us have ever, ever had major difficulties with sleeping, but for some reason now in the age we're at, it has, not, it has become less of a uh, certainty. But a lot of things happen too anatomically as you get older that a lot of people don't realize. So I'll just talk really briefly about it. Um, and if you're interested, comment and I can go into it more in a different episode. But for right now, I'm just going to do kind of a brief summary. A lot of people that come into our office will say, oh, I don't sleep well, but I guess that's just part of getting older. And yes, it's part of getting older, but the anatomical things that are changing can make you not sleep as well. Or you'll often hear people that say, oh, my mind's just really active and I wake up thinking about things. Right. But what is actually happening is your body is waking you up because you can't breathe or you're struggling getting enough oxygen and then you wake up and then you start thinking about things. Oftentimes you're in fight or flight mode when you have um, an apneic event or when you actually stop breathing. And a lot of people will say, no, 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 I don't stop breathing. I challenge you to take a test. Um, we have used Lofta, L-O-F-T-A in the past, and Lofta is awesome. I love them and we use them in our practice as well because they're so all-encompassing. 
they will send you a test. And now actually during COVID, they're sending you a recyclable unit. So you don't even have to mail it back. You used to have to mail it back in a couple of days. When I did mine, I got a little slap on the wrist because um, (laughs) I didn't send mine back in time um, because I was waiting to have it sit in the garage for five days before I took it out of the so box. So I didn't have your cooties anymore? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But they'll but it's an online service that will send you a sleep test. Right. In the mail. In the mail. And then you just call them. They have somebody call you back after your test is done and they review all of the items about what happened during your sleep. And actually when Dave did it just a few weeks ago, his came back within like less than 24 hours, right? It was like a day or two, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty quick. Um, And then they'll go over everything that they see. So they'll talk about how many times you woke up and um, there's a number that they look at that's mild, moderate, or severe, and you'll know that number. And then you can look at options as to what to do to help you sleep better. A lot of times as we get older, just as our skin changes, you know, our skin sags a little bit more, maybe we'll have a little bit more um, under the arm or um, around our neck gets a little bit thicker. Get, everything gets more flaccid. Yes. <laughs> and, it, and it's because of our collagen levels. And the same thing happens to the back of our throats. It's the same type of tissue in the back of the throat. And so that also, I, I call it lazy tissue. It kind of just gets clogged up back there. And oftentimes when you sleep on your back and gravity is working against you, that lower jaw kind of falls back and it disrupts your airflow and it'll make you flip and turn. Um, A lot of women, especially in their 40s and 50s, will notice this and they'll say, oh, I wake up at 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. and I stare at the clock and I feel like I haven't slept. And sometimes I just wake up because I know I'm not going to get back to sleep. And that's just not efficient sleep. Like we need to do better. And that will help you get there. So doing the testing is the first step to figure out what's going on and what can be a solution to help you. Yeah. So Lofta. And I think the thing with waking up in the middle of the night like that, back to the fight or flight, if your body is struggling to breathe and it goes into flight mode, you will wake up in full-on adrenaline, heart pounding. Right. Like like there's a saber-toothed tiger. Like it's on. Right. And, and like you try to get to sleep. After that, after you're that keyed up and you don't really realize it, but that's that's what your body was doing. Right. So if you wake up and you either gasp or you have a pounding heart or you feel like you're tossing and turning and waking up at 2, 3 in the morning, I would highly encourage you to do this. It will make your quality of life so much better. And the earlier you do it, the more awesome life you have ahead of you. The more yeah. energy, the more motivation, all of those things will just naturally come when you get the proper rest. So to wrap up, I have a gift for Dave. I got these awesome immunity boost shots. I'm shaking them up right now. When she says shots, it's like a liquid shot. Oh, yeah, I have to go to work after this. Except it's not booze. It's, (laughs) well, I don't even know what it is. You're going to give me something? Yeah, don't look at the ingredients. Just take it. (laughs) (laughs) Easy for you to say. (laughs) Hang on. Taking shot. Cheers. Cheers to good health and motivation. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> what in the? <clears throat> what is in that? That tickling in the nose and the eyes that's making your eyes not being able to open. That's the cayenne pepper. <laughs> that stinging feeling in the behind your eyeballs. That's normal. <laughs> Does it have cayenne in it? A lot. A lot. It, it settles onto the bottom of the container. Yeah, it's kind of working my way. It's way down. And uh, the really burning, good. the burning's kind of in the middle of my chest right now. It kind of went from my eyes down 
just breathe through it. Just breathe through the pain. Just breathe. <laughs> yeah, it's not not everything that's good for you is fun or pleasant at the time, right? So in summary, we have the top five things to keep your motivation up. It's morning routine. It's move your body. Stay an energy junkie. You are needed by a lot of people. And sleep. So we hope that all of those gave you a little bit of perk of energy and um, feel free to try the products that we mentioned because they're awesome. Yeah, it was Mel Robbins, Daily Harvest, uh, Functional Medicine, Lofta. Until next time, stay motivated and remember we're all in this together.